This is Just a Few Questions. I'm Mark Sims. My guest is Dr. Sarah L. Webb. Dr. Webb is an assistant professor in the Department of English and Modern Languages at the University of Illinois, Springfield. How are you, Dr. Webb? I'm doing great. How are you? Dr. Webb, you're wonderful. I saw your TED Talk, and I said, i got to have Dr. Webb on the show to talk about colorism. So, Dr. Webb, what is colorism? Colorism is a global system that marginalizes people with darker skin tones, and it's a cultural system that simultaneously privileges or places greater value on lighter skin tones. It includes features that we associate with people of European ancestry. So not just lighter skin tones, but the straighter hair textures, thinner features, lighter eye colors. And colorism exists on every continent around the globe. And so we see patterns of inequality. It very much parallels racism. So for people who understand racism, colorism is sort of an analogy to that. Instead of your race, though, it's about what you actually look like. Because again, we know that people of the same race can look very different from each other. People of the same race can have very different hair types and skin tones. And so what we see in these various societies is that in the more professional occupations, for example, the lighter skinned people tend to occupy upper management or executive level positions or really at the forefront or even in, you know, sort of hospitality industries. It's the lighter skinned people who are the hosts or who are the greeters at the front door, whereas in different countries, people with darker skin and more indigenous features tend to be relegated to jobs or industries that have less status to them or more blue collar manual labor types of work. Um, There's a lot of research on this too as well. And so a lot of the research has focused on educational attainment amongst different minority groups in particular, different ethnic groups, I should say, in particular. And so, you know, some studies have done, have looked at siblings So again, siblings, same household, same socioeconomic background, same race, same ethnicity, and yet the lighter skinned sibling achieves higher levels of education than the darker skinned sibling. And so colorism plays out um, in specific ways depending on where you are in the world, but that's the general pattern is that the life outcomes for people with lighter skin tone are tend to be better than those with darker skin tones. I say that because, you know, I was born here in the United States, <laughs> raised in Chicago. So I, I see colorism as that's our second podcast. <laughs> it's a black thing. But let's talk mm-hmm. about the uh, uh, the general society. How does colorism yes. affect just regular uh, people, Americans and, of course, people across the world? Just day by day. How does it affect us? So a lot of it has to do with our perceptions of value and self-worth not only worth for ourselves, but how we value and treat other people. And so in terms of self-worth, we see skin bleaching and skin lightening being one of the most common global manifestations of colorism, particularly amongst women. So I'll say too that, you know, when we look at beauty standards, there's a lot of reporting about how it disproportionately affects women. But for all racial and ethnic groups, there is a growing trend. Unfortunately, in 2021, it's still the the skin lightening industry and those products are still a growing industry, especially in um, like Asia and 
other countries, not as much in the United States, even though we have a history of that here as well. Um, but in a, a less extreme form of that, right, is simply being afraid to get darker for people of color in particular. And so wanting to stay out of the sun and children being told, you know, don't play outside too long because you don't want to get any blacker than you already are. Right. So there's this kind of assumption amongst people of color that they they will be perceived as more beautiful and be more desired and more wanted if they are lighter skinned. But I also think that within families, amongst communities and social groups, it creates a, a lot of conflict. It creates a lot of tension, right? So even the example I gave about siblings, sometimes that differential treatment destroys the relationships between people who would otherwise be very close. And so I think that's one of the really unfortunate outcomes of colorism is that it creates division where there really doesn't need to be any division. Okay, we're almost done, but I got, I got to ask you this. Dr. Webb, mm-hmm. is colorism basically a manifestation of white supremacy? Yes, and so especially in its modern day form. So there are certain parts of the globe that had versions of colorism before white colonization or European colonization, but white, the spread of white supremacist ideology around the world has solidified and made that those caste systems more concrete. And I'll say too, it's a product of white supremacy. And so skin tone has become a commodity. And so it's also tied into capitalism, right? And so, you know, white supremacy and capitalism are, you know, two peas in a pod. And so even when I talk about like skin bleaching products, but so skin tone has become, has have has a currency when we talk about white supremacy. And so having white skin is akin to having more currency, more um, status and more advantage in society. And so any skin tone along the spectrum that approximates that, you know, it is, all relative to the white ideal, our white supremacist notions of what is the ideal human or the most beautiful human. So I think white supremacy, it has to be addressed. If we want to address colorism, we have to be willing to um, address white supremacy as a whole. I can talk about this for like 20, 30 minutes. So I, <laughs> what, can, what can we do? How, how, do we, how do we begin the process of ending uh, colorism and, if you will, white supremacy in this society and across the world. <laughs> this is a very big qu- question, about two minutes you can answer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll offer my humble suggestions, although, like you said, this is a much larger question. Um, I think we need multiple people at the table. But what I focus on are what I call four layers of colorism. And so everybody has to start with their individual attitudes about skin tone. And I think do some honest self-reflection. Harvard University has an implicit bias test on skin tone specifically that people can take if they want, you know, more data on that. But you can also just pay attention to your thoughts when you see lighter skinned people on TV versus when you see darker skinned people on TV, right? Just start to take note of how you're feeling and what you're thinking about your own skin tone as well as the skin tone of other people. And then I also think we have to start having conversations with each other. And so that's the collective layer, the interpersonal layer. And if we, we have said things like, you know, stay out of the sun to someone, maybe we apologize, right? Or maybe we forgive people um, when, when they do apologize. And I think a third layer is the institutional layer. So if it's a school, for example, 
schools have been reported to disproportionately discipline and suspend girls with very dark skin tone, right? And so there are policies that can be implemented in individual organizations and institutions to mitigate for that bias and that discrimination against darker skinned people. And the fourth thing is the society as a whole. And so I think a lot of it has to do with our media and our cultural narratives, right, that are bigger than just any one person. And I say one way we can do that is to support the cultural icons and support the cultural venues that promote color diversity, right? So it's not just racial diversity. There also has to be a diversity in color as well. Uh, I I think I'm conscious of my bias. And my, I, I think I've been affected by colorism because I'm I'm part of the society. But I think some mm-hmm. people are, are not really conscious of their their they perpetuate colorism. Doctor Sarah Webb, I hope people go see your TED talk. Go reach you out. Hope you only, you you know you you're just you're wonderful. So thanks for being on the program. Thanks for having me. <laughs>